Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chofel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminal Headlines continues, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Headliner questions coming up in just a moment. First, our thanks to Birch Orthodontics. Dr. Birch is in a good mood these days. She should be. Her beloved Seminoles are winning. They've got a big game coming up, obviously, Friday. She's probably giddy thinking about the matchup and Florida State's opportunities to go to 3-0. and If you or someone in your family is in need of orthodontic care, we strongly suggest here on Seminole Headlines, I do personally, Ira does personally, our kids do as well, uh, that you go see Dr. Birch and her team at Birch Orthodontics. Our kids, yeah, like all of our kids have gone there except Corey's. Brady uh, still hasn't. Yeah, he's uh, the one holdout. Doesn't need her up mm. up in Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, in so many. What's been cool about this experience is not only the relationship, but also how many of our friends and people we know have had their kids go to Birch Orthodox. We're not taking all the credit for that. No, just some. She had a nice practice. Was doing well before it became the juggernaut that it is now. But, uh, Largely Birch, due to similar headlines. But BirchOrthodox.com is a website. Free consultations, great payment plans, great customer service, the best in the business. We cannot, as you said, we cannot recommend them. Strongly enough. enough, yeah, absolutely. Ryan writes, good day, governors. I do declare. Might we see any more of that there flea flicker? Well done, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I like it. Uh, Ira, you and I both know what that's yes. from. <laughs> Flea flicker. Flea flicker, coach. Um, we might see a timely flea flicker, uh, or as Ryan put it, flea flicker, uh, on Friday night. I hope, I hope that we do. That would be great. And if it is called, I hope there is a recording of Mike Norvell using the foghorn leghorn voice to call the flea flicker. We call it the Brian Kelly voice. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Uh, David writes, guys, I need help feeling optimistic about this week's game. If Jordan stays healthy, I feel great about the offense. But I also know that Adam Fuller hasn't even slowed down Louisville's off- offense in the first half of games. What gives you confidence that the defense should be different this time around? Well, I would start by saying that none of us are worried about Jordan. That's a huge step in the right direction. We all feel like Jordan will go play well in this game. The second part of your question is something that I think is fair. Everybody's worried that the defense could be the culprit here if Florida State is to fall, but... Over the last eight games of last season, and through the first three quarters of the first game, well, the first real game against LSU, the defense has looked appreciably better. So 
I think they've gotten to a place where we can at least expect competence on the road here, right? Yes, competence would be great because it has been incompetent in the first half each of the last two times. I mean, look, man, Louisville wasn't good in 2020 either, and uh, they went up and down your field like it was Lamar Jackson again. And then last year, at right before halftime, Iyer was legitimately telling me he wanted to get into another profession <laughs> after watching the first half. It's true. It's like we got to do something else, man. I mean, they were they had given up 31 points in – Five drives. Yeah. That was insanity. Oh, that yeah. was hard for me to watch. I uttered things I cannot repeat. So it, they looked like they weren't coordinated, like they weren't coached. Now, they Correct. turned it around after that. But, in you know, look, man, I, I think that they're a better defense, clearly, than they were last year when they laced them up against Louisville. But if they go out and give up, I don't know, man, 20 to 24 points in the first half again, or over 30 for a game to a team that's only scored 27 in two weeks against teams that aren't as good as you on defense – um, that's a problem, but that's not going to happen, gang. I'm looking at, I'm going to go say 37 to six. I think Louisville <laughs> scores late to avoid the shutout. So I like it. 37 to nothing. They score late, go for two, don't get it. All jokes aside, it's an important game for Adam Fuller. It's a good, yeah, it's a good barometer because yes. yeah, man, two years ago was ridiculous. Last year was almost more ridiculous that first half, oh. but then that is when things turned. And I remember after that game, just clinging to rays of hope thinking, did we see something in that second half? Yeah, was there something there, or did Louisville just... Just shut it down. Yeah, shut it down, yeah. yeah. No, it turns out if you use that as the barometer for what happened next, Florida State did figure some things out. It turned out less was more. Right. You know, they had to figure out that we don't need to try all these different things because none of our guys know how to do any of them. <laughs> let's let's just they stick to understand. man and put these three guys here, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, great. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how that works out for them. But, yeah, no, I mean, I just think that, again, the defense has come a long way. I love, you know, one thing that we talked about last week, but I, I was reminded of it again today watching him at practice is with Jared Verse. I mean, that pass rush is legit. And, you know, and again, we don't know He's for sure. He's got to be smart about it this week, though. Yeah. Again. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, but they're, 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 they're athletic up front. Uh, we don't know about Fabian Lovett. Mike Norvell has not said one way or the other. Last That's week. an important development, guys. Yeah. Uh, Fabian Lovett is a difference maker. He is a dominant player. He is oftentimes, other than Jordan Travis, the best player on the field for Florida State. Yeah. No, it's, uh, a, it's a big deal, no question. But you also do have Jared Jackson, as we said earlier, going back home. You'd like to hopefully he can keep his emotions in check. I say home. He's from Florida, but he played at Louisville. That's where yeah. he started his college career. Uh, Malcolm Ray. You have some other options as well. It's not like you're devoid of talent. If he can't play, I think this could be a great opportunity for Joshua Farmer if he's limited at all. Because Joshua Farmer, man, there are times in practice where he oh, yeah, he's a good player. can be dominant. And, you know, this could be an opportunity. <laughs> Preston wrote in the chat, if Louisville wins this game, Adam Fuller will, quote, be taking the UMass job. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Come on, Adam. Well, unless it's like 10 to 9. But, yeah, oh. if, if Florida State scores 30-something points and they still lose, that's that's not going to go well. Ryan writes, hello, gents. FSU is supposed to be a running team this year against LSU. That was taken away, and we had to rely on Travis's arm. When is the last time we won a game when our main strength was taken away? I see being able to do that as making huge progress under Mike. By the way, no surprise, Hardcore treated the gumbo challenge like finishing the COVID protection helmet. There you go. So that's uh, – there you go. I would uh, – Maybe Miami. Did they run well against Miami? I don't remember them running up and down the field against those guys, but maybe they did. I was saying they won that game late on Jordan Travis's right arm, so maybe that was the last time. 
That was a weird game, wasn't it? Well, it was yeah. windy as hell that day, and mm-hmm. so both teams struggled in the passing game for a good bit, and uh, they were able to run uh, in that game. But uh, anyhow, yeah, I, it's been a minute, and Jordan passed all of the tests uh, with his ability to read what was coming pre-snap. I think that's the biggest thing. He got a lot of different looks to see him operate like a quarterback who's completely comfortable within an offense that has an answer for the questions being posed by the opposing defense. Pre-snap, there was none of this sort of, oh, I'm going to make a guy miss and just run around for a while until I figured it out. It was, I know where they're coming from. I know this guy's unaccounted for. I know where to go with the football. That's really important. Do you think they unleash him at all running? I think he's run for, what, 40 yards in two games? And the Syracuse kid ran for over 100 yards. Plumlee ran for 90. Um, well, most defenses are susceptible to a, a running quarterback. But they have not used Jordan Travis really at all with his legs other than to avoid sacks. You think that's part of the the game plan uh, against Louisville? Not if they don't have to. I, I I think if they can line up and take advantage of this Louisville defense in the passing game, they will uh, because I think they can block Louisville. But now, again, you would be silly not to incorporate a major strength for Jordan Travis, right. who has the ability to run the football anytime you call it. But I do think that they want him taking far fewer hits throughout the course of the year if he has command of the pass game, and why not? And you do, again, speaking to that confidence and what we think this team can be, is we do believe that they can run the ball traditionally against that Louisville defense. Correct. And then we also believe if Louisville does what they did against UCF, that Florida State has the weapons at receiver and a, and a quarterback who can make them pay for that. So I think pre- you prefer not to, but yeah, man, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, especially if the offense needs a spark. I think he's got to pull the ball out a couple of times early yeah. just to remind them, yeah, we can, I can do this. I can because do this too. he didn't really do that against LSU much, and those running backs had no chance. Um or they, I just didn't think they played all that well, but they didn't have a lot of holes anyway. But, yeah, he's got to pull the ball out a couple of times just to show that he can. Brandon writes on Twitter, I was surprised to see that Briggs got almost doubled in snaps by Verse and McClendon against LSU. What do you see his role being as, as we move forward? Uh, I think he's a very versatile player. I think in certain matchups he makes more sense than others. He's a guy that can slide inside, which we've said before. He'll have a big role on this team throughout the course of the year. Uh I, it's interesting, you know. This is the game where he got hurt last year. I would, I, I'd, I'd let him eat against that left tackle for uh, Louisville. Well, in this F- game. FSU dominated the time of possession in that mm-hmm. game too. LSU wasn't on the field a whole lot, so they probably didn't rotate as much. But I think in a game where they do rotate more, then I think Briggs plays. But the starters right now are Verse and McClendon. Matthew writes, uh, I don't have a question. I just need Corey to opine about Texas A and M fans and Rebel Yell. The videos coming out of Texas A and M, new ones, guys. So that's the great guys. thing about it's a great thing about that school. They serve it up. Is there's going to be new ones every year? It's not like they yeah. just did this one time. My man prattling on about the hillbillies in Appalachia. <laughs> that was with no mirrors apparently in College Station. <laughs> I was about like, to say, what must they think about us? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, buddy. Uh, he described that place as uh, out in the sticks. I was like, yes. sir. Mm-hmm. Sir, look, yeah, look not the, around. That's a bustling metropolis of College <laughs> Station. But what's crazy about it is like, you know, those kids are 19, 20, 21 years old. Number one, they have the male cheerleaders and, and just hitting their thighs and doing all that nonsense. is just With the bizarre. big boots, yeah, sure. But they broadcast it. Like, they stream it live, and it's like, man, they those dudes kind of do represent your university in this moment. And you're just letting uh, Chuckle Hut over here just go off <laughs> what he thinks is team. funny. On night, you know, just dumb jokes, and that represents your university. It's crazy. It's absolutely. I can't wait. Please stream it for what they say about Miami. I oh, can't wait. To hear that may what be the last stream we ever see. <laughs> uh, exactly right. 
What are those guys going to oh, think is funny about Miami? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, that could change. Somebody, I can't remember if it was, it might have been one of the responses to t- the Twitter prompt. I'm not sure, but somebody said, uh, somebody was asking if uh, Jimbo is going to get to take the dog with him when he goes to West Virginia. or to his... Z wrote that right here. Oh, okay. It's, it's a Twitter it question. Yeah. yeah, I was about to get to it. Uh, Timmy writes, can FSU win if Jordan plays like he did in the LSU game, regardless if Malik can't be contained in the pocket? Side note, I do think Malik will be contained is what he writes. If Jordan plays that well and, and, and has that kind of confidence and can consistently hit the ball out on time and, and knows where to go with it, uh, I, I do think Florida State wins the game comfortably, or certainly they don't lose it because of the offense. I'm going to keep saying that because I if do they worry that Malik. third downs at that rate. But they, they won't. They, nobody's going to yeah. do that. that. That is, what was he, 9 of 13? That, 11 of 17, I think. Oh, well, was, uh, but his passing. His passing, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's, that's, I don't think that's, you know, sustainable, of course. Uh, now you can still be very, very good That's and very, kind of very a efficient. Loser's mindset. Well, I, I'm just I just look I at the look at the game and I I kind of figure that it's not sustainable. It's not going to happen. It is sustainable. Like Tom they Brady doesn't do, do that, and as much as Jordan has improved, I I just don't see it. But hey, they are confident in calling a lot of plays from a year ago that they would not this time this year than they would have been last year. Last year. They could not count on those receivers to get open on third and five and third and six, and they could not count on that offensive line to hold up. So it does change your play calling on first down. It changes your play calling, period. And that's all very, very exciting. Uh, We talk about, real quick, though, we talk about Fuller and the the challenge or just the the barometer for his defense. Man, Mike Norvell scored over 30 points in an ACC game, I think, twice. One was 33-30 against Syracuse, and the other one was at North Carolina. The game against Miami, the game against Boston College, the game of Florida, the game against LSU, where they should have scored much more than 24 points. At some point, this offense, and I thought it looked good against LSU, and they left way too many points out there. Mm-hmm. Go score 40 on the road. Well, this could That's be not that. unheard of. Yep, it, it, you can't. I've seen teams do it my whole lifetime. You can go put up 35 or 40 points, and then even if the defense doesn't play well, there's enough wiggle room you can win the game. Go do it one time. This is not a good defense. Go go show that they're not a good defense. Landon writes, I figure the guys like you who cover the team generally look forward to bye weeks as you possibly get a few days in the middle of the busy season to decompress, steal a few weekend days with the family, etc. Is there anything about the bye weeks you all don't enjoy? No. No, I like everything about a bye week. Uh, if they had a bye week next week, that'd be great. Uh, I no, Listen, I love football, and I love covering football, and I love our jobs. But, yes, bye weeks are absolutely embraced for the reason that last weekend represented. How freaking awesome was it for the three of us or anybody who loves college football to be sitting there watching the beginning of the Kentucky-Florida game at the same time at the end of the Appalachian State-Texas A&M game was happening. Meanwhile, overtime was finishing up with Pitt and Tennessee. Everywhere you looked, there was something riveting occurring in college football. I mean, that was I, so awesome. And that was on the heels of the end of the texas Alabama. Alabama game. So everything bled into just another awesome moment and reminder of why we love college football. And if we had been working, let's say, during that moment, we wouldn't have gotten all of that in real time. It also made you think that as I sat there, I just thought about all the all the hand-wringing all summer about what's happening to the sport between the transfer portal well, there were a lot and of bad the NIL. Things. And, there's a, and there are concerns, yeah. but man, it is a beautiful sport. Especially it, when it's not so concentrated at the top right. each week. When you get a series of games that matter in the top 25 or top 40 even really and between teams that are evenly matched and come down to the wire like that and we're not just hyper focused on whether or not Alabama is going to win the championship again like if you can yeah. if you can bring yourself to or remind yourself like hey I'm watching Tennessee Pitt I don't have an affinity for either one of these teams but I do love college football and they're about to go into overtime and this is riveting 
Like that's 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 how you can enjoy the season when you do that. Uh, would Scott Frost have worked out better here as opposed to say Willie Taggart? That's from Joel. Or was he bound to fail here, like the aforementioned? Also, Corey, if you could sing the Horizon songs in the Eye of the Tiger manner, that'd be great. I don't. Hey, I don't take requests. Okay. I do it one speed. I do one style. I don't know the answer about Scott Frost because there was no evidence to suggest he would fail as uh, fantastically as he did at Nebraska. He took over a program. It was. He took over a program at UCF that hadn't won a game before he got there the previous season, and then within a year he had gotten to to a bowl and then went undefeated. How do you? How does that happen? You have to know what you're doing. There's just that's the coaching profession is bizarre. I really think. That if you do not get off to good starts in places, this is why I was worried for Mike, and we'll see. It's an important year still. We're still talking about it, right? you got to have some things go right for you in the first couple of years, typically. Now, we had COVID mixed in there, so it's a little bit strange. But you got to have some things go right for you. And if they don't, it takes on a different air and a different weight. And if you know, the next thing you know, you're, you're out of a job. What is interesting about that question is that when, when Florida and Florida State were both starting coaching searches that year also, in Florida – I think pushed hard for Scott Frost, and he basically told him, no thanks, I want the Nebraska well, job. Well, why wouldn't he? It's his right. alma mater, right. Which made sense, but he had no interest in the Florida job. Florida State didn't even really pursue it because they they had already saw what he did with Florida and the fact that he wanted the Nebraska yeah, job. Right. I wonder what he thinks now about that decision. Like, what, Because I wonder if he feels like, man, maybe I should have taken one of those shots. Well, he probably got to, the the Nebra- yeah, well, he got to Nebraska and was probably stunned how far down they were. But even still, man, I mean, that's just – he found ways to lose games that are unimaginable. Time it, and again. It's just more proof that it's, it's, it's hard to get it right, man. It's hard – and there's no, there's no surefire way to do it other than hiring someone named Nick Saban or Urban Meyer who have won it multiple, multiple places. Like, you know – you look at, like, uh, should you go the assistant cou- uh, route from a Power 5 job? Well, you know, Kirby worked out, but not any of, not all of Nick Saban's assistants have worked out. And then Willie Taggart took a South Florida team that w- had gone winless. And in three years, they were 10-2. and two. And he did what he did at Western Kentucky. And then he got to Florida State and just didn't, it wasn't even close to working out. Norvell's still up in the air. That's still an incomplete. So, you, you but then there are other guys like the Matt Campbell guy. Well, and clearly the, and, have worked out, but would he work at Ohio State? But you what's just what's don't know. what's screwed up about the whole sport is, yes, it's hard to know. So it's, it's, in response to that, universities let's overpay, people. Let's, let's overpay <laughs> and overcommit for six, seven, eight years. Yeah, it's nuts. and then have a quicker temper or quicker trigger if it's not working out because there's so much at stake. I mean, it's just such a dumb. Well, Kentucky got yeah. it right, man. Kentucky got it right. They did yeah. the exact thing Kentucky football should do. They were patient with a guy they believed in that built a nice foundation. But, but here's the thing. Now. That's correct. But you can't blame Nebraska here. They were very oh, yeah. patient for Scott Frost. No, Nebraska pa- and Kentucky are completely different. <laughs> they were very patient with Scott Frost. And uh, that that's it's still shocking to me that that didn't work out. I think we all thought that it would. Uh, very quickly, I've got to do this because we got to go to break. And I need people to know about the fact that the Chargers and Chiefs prepare for battle in the AFC West on Thursday. Night and it's winning season with my friends at my bookie. Let's go. Some like to bet. I should say that'd be me. Some like to bet to earn, and uh, some like to bet uh, to make the season a little bit more exciting. Either way, my bookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. Here's the deal: it's quick and easy. You deposit 250 bucks. Let's say they'll give you 500 bones in your account instantly. See, they're matching you. To claim your bonus, register today and use the promo code WarChant. 
It's designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. That's promo code WARCHANT to double your money up to $1,000 with my bookie. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. Don't miss out. Begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. Thanks for listening, Headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors, but right now we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer, and we're going to enjoy the patio, and we're going to celebrate the return of football. You yeah. sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes, and you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? Free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken, and almost on shrimp, and everything. But you're not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what what we do like? I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. Your chicken sandwich is on point. Like it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. Thirty eight thing it's called. Thirty eight right? chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun. What is it? Sunset or sunrise shrimp? It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. That's what I was going to say. It's really good, yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get and it we get it as an appetizer. That's right. It is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection, Correct. great people. We sit on the patio. It's going to be that type Soon of weather during football beautiful. season. We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons that's really a lot. The draw. That Let's is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen have, have been yeah. there for brunch. But you got the NFL season coming right around the corner it's going to be by your listen to this it might have already started go there for brunch and then you got your direct tv you can watch your nfl teams while you're eating your eggs ira where is horizons it's up on bannerman crossing off thomasville road at the intersection of bannerman back there in that plaza you know who's what favorite restaurant santa claus's favorite restaurant is oh <laughs> i'm not doing it. Almost, Come on, got man. Him. almost got him uh, all right ho 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 horizons <laughs> and that's a wrap <laughs> Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Let's keep it going here. Pretty rapid fire this segment. Get to a lot of questions both on Twitter and Facebook. Ryan asks, despite the stronger finish to the season, no one was sold on Adam Fuller last year to say the least. Can I get an update on each of your thoughts on him after this offseason and the first two games? Uh, well, I mean, certainly he got things turned around in the last eight games of last year, but I am still, guys, very much a wait and see. I, I'm not sure on Adam. I'm not prepared to tell you Adam Fuller is the guy moving forward to run this defense. I'm not prepared to say he's not. I don't know. I think this weekend's important for him. I think this season's very important for him, period. I like him as a person. I do, too. Really, I do. I'm yeah. sold on him as a person. Well, sure, I, I do, too, but that's dude. not the question. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, I'm with you. I'm I'm not sold at all. And um, but let's be honest, man. And, and again, I'm not taking a shot at Norvell or man Dillingham. But the defense hasn't really been any worse than the offense uh, the last two years. By the I way, think we just see to... pro- progress with the offense, though. We've got to see progress with the defense. But just be a top forty defense. That's what you want out of this guy right now with that talent. Preston corrected you in the chat. I'm not sure. I haven't looked up his numbers, but he said Norvell's had like. 30 and 6 ACC games, if you include Notre Dame. So, anyway, just throwing that out there. Um, oh, yeah. I don't include Notre Dame, though. Okay. Well, that's fine. I don't include Notre Dame. Um, but anyway, the um, – the I think I'm in on the road, maybe. I don't But know. even still, you're right. You're right. But the, uh, it's multi-layered. I think that – what I'd say about Adam Fuller, the questions I had were – I knew he knew defense. Sure. Mike Norvell would not have brought him here Correct. if he didn't know defense. Two big questions to me were, one, how would he relate to the players? He has passed that 
way in a way I never expected. I wondered how a guy from the Northeast, from, a school, last from year, smaller a schools, how that would work out, especially that first year, the COVID year. He has passed that with flying colors. Those players like him. They like him a lot. He likes them. It's a good relationship. The other part of it is play calling in critical situations. That's the part I think we still have to see. I think he can coordinate a good defense. I think he and Randy Shannon work well together. I think they balance each other well from that standpoint. Play calling in certain situations, when to dial up pressure, when to not, when to play soft, when to not, that is the part I think we all still have to see. Yeah, I think it's an important year. Again, I, I believe in Mike Norvell, the offensive play caller. I'm not entirely certain yet on Adam Fuller, but I'm also not telling you that he won't make it. Right. It's just we, don't we you think that a head coach, the first, the most, the two most important hires they make are offensive line, in my opinion, anyway, are offensive line coach and defensive coordinator. I think we all think that he's probably hit as close to a home run as you can with the offensive line coach slash offensive coordinator. We're all still. Not, skeptical is not the right word. We we it is to be determined about Adam Fuller, but I don't think he's I, like Alex Atkins could sign a five year contract. Yeah, tomorrow. I, I think about right. that. Yeah, again, I think if you're if there's five or six boxes to check, I think Adam Fuller maybe has checked all but one. I just think the last one we need to see is it's a big the one. feel for those situations. Yeah, it's well, I also think bringing in players matters and getting great players that want to go play for your defensive coordinator. I mean, they brought and, in some pretty pretty good players last couple of years: Jermaine Johnson, uh, Jared Verse. Um, no, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm Tatum Bethune, like like the recruiting. Yeah, he's done great. All of portal. that will improve across the board if yeah, they win games. I'm I mean, talking yeah, about the recruiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all that will improve if they win games. But uh, Stephen writes, guys, I need to win some money to buy tickets. Uh, an extra sit, a tailgate sausage over under on Jordan Travis's throwing for 250 yards against Louisville. He looks so much better, and I don't think Vegas quite knows that yet. Well, Stephen, uh, Vegas probably doesn't. I don't think everybody realizes just how much better he looks, although the nation was watching when he performed as well as he did against LSU. 250, because they do want to run, if they can run the ball successfully, they, they're going to run the ball. Um, you know, I don't know that you need Jordan to throw for over 250 each week, but I think there's a good chance he goes over 250 this week. Yeah, he could. Tell just him to a, put money on it? Should a, he put money on it? That's what he's asking. It's a big number yeah. for a road game I in a game looked, where, where I do think they're going to run the I ball. I want well. him to run the ball. I'd go yeah. under if you made me bet it. I'm not yeah. betting it this week. I don't know if that's the prize picks number or not. I haven't looked it up but just I wouldn't yet. say you, you couldn't do it. I just yeah. I don't think that's the you game feel good plan. Enough that, to bet on I don't it. think that's the game plan that they're going into it with. We'll see. Yeah. I don't need him to either. I think if he throws for 230 and, you know, doesn't throw any interceptions, he's efficient and they run the ball well, then that should be enough to get you a win. Uh, which is more probable? Trev gave Scott the golden parachute or donor said, I don't want to see that guy ever again. So what Cliff's asking is, had Nebraska fired, uh, Scott Frost. Scott Frost. I don't know why I was about to say Trev Alberts twice. Uh, Scott Frost, October the first, it would have the buyout would have been seven and a half million dollars instead of fifteen million. They so don't in, care, man. And, they it, got Big Ten money. They've got more money than they know what to do with. I hosted a show about Nebraska Clearly. last night. One of their major donors uh, joined us on the program to say that the funds are unlimited in their search for the next coach. Unlimited was the word that he used. So Jimbo Fisher could be yours. <laughs> man, yeah. they would love that offense. Um, Bring that quarterback with them. I think I think Trev Alberts watched as uh, Georgia Southern racked up the most yardage by an opposing team in the history of that stadium. By the way, that's true. And he said, I'm done. I mean, you're telling me Rashad Salam in Colorado didn't come in here and put up more yards than this team just yeah, did? Jamel with Mel Holloway yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah, forget about teams. it. Name all those teams. It's crazy. Um, Gil writes, fellas, what happens first? Jimbo gets bought out or FSU leaves the ACC? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, 
if I had to put money on it, I would say Jimbo leaves Texas A&M. I'm curious to see how that plays out, though. Like, if he'll negotiate. The one thing, my last thing I'll say about Jimbo, watching his press conferences, and I've watched every minute of both of his press conferences. Oh, I'm sure you have, buddy. Since that game. (laughs) I mean, got a nice nice glass of wine, (laughs) sat back. You're like, put that on pause, hon. I'll be in there in just a second. (laughs) Get my glass of wine. Let's do this right. But, uh... He doesn't look like a guy that's that upset, man. I just think when you have $100 million coming to you, you don't get as upset so anymore. So you're bringing a good point up here. And, Corey, this is interesting. It so doesn't even may, have to do with Jimbo. He may walk away for a deal just to – I don't know, man. I just don't think – Well, I've always thought this about Jimbo, and this would be a compliment, I suppose. I don't think the money's ever mattered, mattered to him in that way. Like having more of it than, say, Nick or something. I don't think that matters right. to him. What it represents, perhaps, right. does. Respect. Respect and, and everything else does. But I don't think the money itself mattered to him. Look at the truck he drove here after he got his huge contract. He looked like an ass with the stupid camouflage stuff all over the side. So anyhow, uh, clearly money didn't matter to him. But I do think it is much easier, and perhaps for Scott Frost it was. When things get so mired in the muck and you've got $38 million guaranteed, hey, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? It's like... I'm going to be all right. Yeah. I'll get another job if I want one or not or not. <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't know. That's the vibe <laughs> I got from watching his videos. You know, it, it's just weird. It is hard. So I think he'll be gone from A&M before FSU leaves the ACC, but good grief, man. I, I would be love to be wrong on that. Michael writes, that SEC money. I spent the weekend on a golf trip with a Cornhusker and a Hawkeye and an Aggie. I've never been so happy to be on a bye week. Unrelated, how are the facilities in West Virginia these days? (laughs) So is there real talk about him going there? I know West Virginia is not. Well, they're they're looking to get rid of their coaches starting to. Right, but I mean, would you leave A&M for West Virginia? I know that's where he's from. Hey, you know, sometimes they call, they reset. They reset the timeline, baby. And he made some comment last week. They asked him, like, could you ever see yourself? Well, you never say never. One of his, you know. Right, yeah. Ted writes. Uh, I, I will say this though: I would not be surprised at all if they beat Miami comfortably. I agree with that. It just seems like a Jimbo thing. Well, it just I, seems I like, a, like us against the world. We're going to prove it, and then he's going to be all cocksure and arrogant when he comes in after beating Miami after just losing to App State. I think that could very much happen. Good use of cocksure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would. I would I try like to, to use it once a day. It's, it's, yeah, I do that too. That's well done. Uh, I would note here too that um, if you think about the West Virginia job. I think he would do a good job there. He should take the West Virginia job. It's getting if to be too could, much. If he could dial up the red-ass Jimbo from yeah, 15 years ago. I don't, know if, that's still in I don't know if that's still it in It may him. not be. you got two giant ranches, a I mean, bunch of horses. you got a couple ranches? Yeah, you what you got plural ranches? You know, <laughs> it could be tough. Uh, Ted writes, hey, guys, love the show here in Tennessee. You think we might have Winston right back for the Friday night game? Just a little something extra for that ass? Go Knowles. Which Friday night? Uh, this the Friday Florida night. game? Friday night, Florida, maybe. <laughs> no. um, I don't think he'll be back this week, no. No. But he's doing great, making progress. Byron, do you think he'll be back for the Florida game? I think he'll that be back Friday for the Florida game, game for sure. Yep. Mike Norvell actually today talked about Winston Wright, and he said you can watch that video at Warchant TV or Warchant.com. Um, but he said that uh, – you know the thing coming back from rehab. There are days, there are good days, and there are tougher days. And uh, so he's not at the point yet where he's past all that, but he is making a lot of progress. Uh, Jeremy writes, "What is College Station's equivalent of a Christmas tree?" Uh, hay. Just hay. It's just a bunch oh, of hay. Yeah, he's got Tumble. his tumbleweed out in the yard. <laughs> what else? I don't know what else is there. What else is in College Station? Yeah, not a lot. Crofty like writes, "Deer antlers, maybe like a." <laughs> uh, 
what a stuffed animal. You just leave those out there. Yeah. Just, the guy tweeted by his mailbox. The guy that tweeted the picture of the pumpkin out there. That was good. For, yeah, uh, that, that was a good one too. Breaking story. Crofty writes, uh, what are some of your biggest pet peeves about opposing fans? My biggest used to be the borrowed Hook'em Horns hand gesture by USF. But, man, that unoriginal money-down charade that UF fans are doing now, mother of God, any others we should watch for? Um, what is it that they do? Is it the same thing Norvell does? Is it the cash hands like this? What, what, is he, what do problem. they do? Yeah, I haven't been paying attention. That's not a, uh, I noticed it last to year. them. A lot of people do it. Yeah, they do. Um, hmm. It's ridiculous, though. An annoying thing Miami fans do is anything uh, that they do. It's usually yeah. largely annoying. I don't know. I'm trying to think. The wolf pack thing was a little silly. It's silly. Yeah, it doesn't annoy me. Know. I just think they look stupid. Um, I don't think there's the one. There's, there's not something that a fan base does per se that I have too big a problem with anymore. I think I, sometimes. University fight songs can annoy me. They can get on your nerves, some of them. But I don't really have anything. I don't have a good answer for that. Me either, buddy. Me either. Yeah, feels weird. I was gonna. That's a tough one. I was gonna try to conjure something up, but I don't really have anything. Uh, Who would win a singing contest between you three? Oh my gosh! Uh, And then Jet wants to know a dancing contest. I'm winning the dancing contest. I can assure you of that. But in terms of the singing, I will not say I would win that. I don't know, Ira. Can you sing? I've never heard you sing. Terribly, no. Corey so can't, I win. Corey can't yes, sing. Yeah, everybody's lick. heard me sing, and they know I. Well, win. that's why they asked the question. question. They're like, "Well, that's horrific. He can't do that." Um, <laughs> no, but ridiculous. you are you also put it down. But you're also more inclined to sing. So maybe your confidence alone well, allows you to win that. Well, battle. confidence helps. Confidence yeah. helps. So when you know you can do something, <laughs> and you you practice and you rehearse, then that's when that's when the confidence shows up, man. I really wonder though, like if I went to a, like a voice instructor and like. Learned how to sing? Could you? That's what I'm saying. Like, can can they do something with you if you cannot sing at all? I don't think like, so. Like, you can't hear yeah. pitch. You, you can't, can't carry nothing. a tune. Zero. Like, you Awful. can't carry a tune. Terrible. No, they can it's enhance so you. For, bad. They can ma- have you reach your ceiling. Yeah, well, and you have is. a certain range, Ira, but if you can't hear it, buddy, I can't. I don't saying. know what to tell you, man. There's no. Because yeah. I'd love to be able to carry yeah. a tune. I, I think we all would. It's a, I it's don't a, know much. Uh, no, see, right there we go. But I know I love you. <laughs> That's all you need. Why are you gonna stop? I just like that it's unabashed confidence. It's really, it's even in the wake of overwhelming <laughs> evidence. He cracks himself up. Yeah, even in the wake <laughs> no, of overwhelming that, evidence that. that there is nothing there. He keeps on going. I feel like I there's like something it. there. No, I, I feel I, like there's a little, there's a little nugget there that could be something great. Tom wants to know if I will tell Tom Lang that he has to keep his word on the Shotgun Friday. So, Ira, we got something going on here where we're going to turn all the fine folks at uh, Wake. Listen to me, I almost said Wake Forest at War Chant uh, into alcoholics. Between so you Gene getting crazy on the, the top, beer, yeah, he did, and it didn't go well. He looked like a fifty-something-year-old man shotgun in a beer. <laughs> um, and then the other. <laughs> It's I'm trying to remember the last time I shotgun the beer. It shot all over his face and his chest. It was, I was embarrassing. I was like, oh, years Gene. Old. And the best part was as soon as he did it, he was like, oh, and he cursed. It was awesome. I mean, he just wore it. <laughs> um, go back and watch the video. So he it's, uh, he, he did. did get it to spray out. Well, yes, but he was not prepared. <laughs> it was a premature spraying of the can, and it, it was right. a little shocking to him. Uh, he wore it. Now, I'll give him credit. Oh. Once he realized that it was underway, <laughs> he Dude. got after it. He, he got, he got <laughs> He, he took it. He took it. When's the last time you shotgunned a beer? I haven't done it in years. I, I just, I, 
I that was never my thing. I actually liked funneling beers back oh, in yeah, the day. Funnels were, yeah, I yeah. actually liked cake stands back cake in stands the day. Are, I was down yeah. with a cake stand, but I have not shotgunned a beer in quite so some time. Tom, so Tom's going to shotgun one if they win on Friday night. Is that the bet? Uh, yeah, I th- I think so. He said he would shotgun a beer. I think I de- I think he said that. Yeah. Um, the beauty is that Louisville, their SID after games, oh yeah, gets away hands out some beers. The yeah. Does he really? So I'll shotgun a beer in the press box. That's the win. best SID in history. It's nice. Great. Yeah. Dude just yeah. walks around giving everybody beers? Yeah. Well, yeah. God and bless I, you know, him. They probably don't have vodka. No, so that changes the way I think about the whole Louisville program. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and they actually do the food. The food's good. The Louisville press box is legit, man. I guess so. The problem is, you know, last several times we've gone up there, for the most part, it's been a lot of ass-kicking. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, on the wrong. So that's He's been just the going out celebratory ass-kicking beers. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, guys. Drown your sorrows. The rest of us are celebrating. You want a yeah, shotgun? Cigar. Yeah, cigar. <laughs> that's always good. NYK writes, hey, guys, love the show. How much do you trust this team? That's what we're talking about. That's I love this question. That's what this is Friday mm-hmm. night. That's what we got to know. This game's going to tell me an awful lot about this team. Do not half step and lose this game, guys. Do not. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think? Do you trust them, Corey? Do you think they're going to come out and play well? No, I'm a I'm a cynic at heart. I mean, I'm I'm a pessimist at heart. But no, I don't. They haven't built up enough to trust them yet. That that's why I think what Jeff is talking about. Why this is such a big game. It is. If they can go on the road in a place they have not played well since Louisville joined the conference, they have not played a crisp good game in Louisville. If they go and play well and win this game by, I don't know, double figures, all of a sudden, I think I think the fan base is even more excited than the LSU game because it's like you just you 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 re you reaffirmed yes. Yes. what it looked like in the Superdome. You're like, you know what? This is a good team. It's, it's like, not just a team that, that had a nice couple of quarters and then held on for dear life and got a block. This is a good team that can win a lot of games this year. You tell your kids, all right, these are the chores. I need you to do this each week. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And then finally one week ends and he's done everything you've asked him to do. You're like, oh, well, goodness gracious. You want to celebrate. You're happy. Can he do it two weeks in a row? I don't think so. I don't think he has the focus, the determination, the discipline to do it another week. If he does, what happens? You trust him. You give him more opportunities. You believe in him more. That's this team right now, man. Go out there and do your chores. Get this thing done. Go beat Louisville, and I'll begin to trust that you can take care of business, at the very least, against teams that are either your equal or just below or just above. Like I can believe you can win games like this. I know the LSU game was big. But that LSU team, and we did what we were supposed to do, but they look to be in shambles. They look like a team trying to figure out who the hell they are, a coach. Yeah, tell that to sure. Southern. Plenty tell of talent. Tell that to Southern, gang. <laughs> yeah. Plenty yeah. of talent. Plenty of talent. Plenty yeah. of talent. Plenty of talent. But this this is a game where if Florida State plays their best brand of football, they'll win the game. They may even win the game handily if they play their best brand of football. That's in them, and we've all watched Louisville. Nobody's mistaken this Louisville team for a for an elite team by any stretch. There's nothing, and if all of a sudden you're watching a game Friday night, guys, and it's 34 to 10 Louisville, how crushed would you be? Just thinking, nope, still a million miles to go. Yeah, it would, look, if they, if they don't play great and they lose, it doesn't mean they that can't this have a decent experiment season. is a disaster that. Right. or that it can't turn around. It just means they stumbled again. It means they're but, still not where we think they Right, be. but, yeah. but there is a lot on the line. No question. And, uh, Matthew uh, in the chat, a different Matthew said that he uh, hates the all white uniforms. Yeah, man, if they don't play well in those uniforms, they uh, will not be wearing. I, uh, when do you think they'll break out the white helmets again, Corey? If they don't play well, 
this uh, well, Friday hopefully night. never. Yeah. Uh, but if they if they play well and win like by twenty five points oh, every week, break them out, the baby. The season just changing the helmets for hey, good. Hey guys, yeah. I got I got breaking news. We got to take a break, but but before we do, look at your screen if you're watching on War Chant TV right now. Here you go, Corey. Here is here's Gene Williams. Oh, here we go. Shotgun oh. in your beer. Where do you see this? This is all time nice good work, Matthew. Now watch this. You're gonna like this. Now what? Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> Oh man, and he's got his eyes open. <laughs> and on that note, there it is. You can just play it on a loop as we go to <laughs> It's good stuff. So, nice. Seminole Headlines 933 Real Talk Radio Watch Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Let's keep it rolling here. Fellas, through uh, our two games, I'd love to hear one sentence descriptions of the identity for each unit, offense, defense, and special teams on the team. That's from uh, Doug. All right. Well, Corey, you lead the way, buddy. Give me a description for offense, a description for defense, and a description for special teams. Uh, Jordan Travis looks good. Uh, defense uh, is still an unknown. And the special teams are special, baby. <laughs> the special teams are special. I'll go reverse order. I'm worried about special teams. Pass rush is better than I thought it was. Or would be is a better way of saying that. And the- yeah, I'm going to say the offense is uh, competent. The defense is... Lethally competent. Lethally competent. There you go. The defense is – oh, by the way, remember our – I forgot to tell you guys. The woodworker guy that made the – Yeah, yeah, we have him, yeah. uh, He's got one with uh, Flea Flicka on it. Oh, He's got a new one that uh, might be breaking out. Hang that up behind you. I like it. We'll Uh, light it up. um, And then uh, special teams is disconcerting. Even though they made those plays, kicking game is still a little bit uh, disconcerting. Yeah, you'd like to have a good kicker. Because you're going to be playing a lot of close games, and that that is still very much a question mark right now. 
Brian writes, hey, fellas, had a blast in NOLA. The wind made the drive home so much better. Only one, only one question. What did Wyatt Rector say to the LSU player to make him throw a punch? Wyatt, uh, man, he, he's he got something to skin? him. He can yeah. get under your skin a little bit on special teams. He, he takes it seriously, and, uh, yeah, that doesn't shock me. Burke writes, lose by a lot, lose by a little, win by a little, win by a lot. Do you think win by a lot can come within a season or does it take a longer stretch of recruiting and development? I think to consistently win by a lot, Burke, you need to build it up through talent, uh, and that would be recruiting to answer your question. But I think in terms of the confidence being gained by this team and what this conference is, Florida State could win by a lot in three or four games this year. Does anybody well, disagree hope, with that? Right? That would yeah. be a good step. Yeah. To not be in a game in the fourth quarter a couple times would be uh, would be really cool and a nice step. But I, you're never, ever, I don't think, going to get to a place again in college football where a team wins – a Florida State team, anyway, is going to win 70 to 7 10 games yeah. by 30 points. It's just that's not the way the reality of the sport anymore. Like, look at Alabama's wins lately. One point to Texas. It went to overtime with Florida last year. Or, or beat Florida by a point. Had to go to overtime with Auburn. Uh, lost to Georgia. Lost to someone else. Like, they, they, uh, Alabama even struggles in games. It's just hard to win in college football now. I will say this. Uh, Nick has had some uncomfortable moments lately, uh, where he did not manage the game well against Texas, first of all. There was a stubbornness to the game plan against Texas that he refused to let go of. I don't know if that's arrogance or stubbornness, probably both. Uh, and they were undisciplined as hell. Well, they, what, 15 penalties, whatever I mean, it might were, have been? It was ridiculous. So there's a lot there to suggest maybe finally, at the age of like 96, uh, he's starting could to wane some, a little could bit. Could be some slippage. A little wear and tear. I think we all see the writing on the wall. Let's Alabama so, would be good ah. just to fire him before yeah. it's too late. Don't let him <laughs> tear your program Hey, down. one, can I throw in one question real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nala, I'm not sure, 04 on Twitter. And, and he, he asked this before I made the prompt for questions. Um, so I appreciate him doing that because I had kind of forgotten. But uh, my seminal headlines question is jo- Joe Burrow, quarterback of Super Bowl last second loss team. Yeah. Annoyed to go back to the Super Bowl, throws four picks in a loss to a rebuilding Steeler team. Yeah. And the national media response is crickets. Now, if Jameis had done that, dot, dot, dot. Well, fair. Jameis never got to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's still fair. never I, even got close. The, the other thing to note: Jameis was out here breaking records for for interceptions at times. I mean, I, it's you can't have a thirty plus interception season and not be criticized. So I I, I get it. But a lot I, of that, I think, some of that was on your uh, your your offensive coaching staff. I don't disagree. Now there are a lot of reasons. I'm just saying. I, and also, I, look, I do think that. Jameis is always going to have a hard time winning over the national media. There's yeah. just that is going to be what it is, and and I think we all know the reason for that. And you think that's fair or not, but that's the way it's going to be. And and Joe Burrow is beloved by almost everybody, fans, I mean, players. I mean, the the real the real answer though, aside from all that, is Jameis never even got to the playoffs. Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl, so you weren't a huge benefit of the doubt for one bad game when you've been to the Super Bowl and you were, what, uh, four minutes away from winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, and oh, by the way, basically, if their long snapper hadn't gotten hurt in the game against the Steelers, they also would have won that game. They missed an extra point at the end to win the game because they're tied in. The backup long snapper was the one snapping and screwed it up, and anyhow, he had the kick block. And also yanked a field goal. So they would have won the game anyhow. And that would have actually just served as another feather in his cap. How do you throw four picks and go win a game? You know, all that stuff. It's it's There's a lot to that. But I understand why you asked the question. Let's get another one in here while we can. Great improvement from our team overall, right, Sean? We have definitely taken a step forward, and Travis looks sharp. I can't say enough about the players' tenacity and performance, but I do have serious concerns about our in-game coaching management. 
I felt the team won despite the coaching. This is the seventh year as a, uh, this is his seventh year as a head coach, but these serious lack of judgments make him look like a new head coach at times. I'm worried in a critical game where something is on the line, division conference, we're going to see what we saw in the dome and last year versus Jacksonville State. What are we talking about today with an OT loss? Does this concern any of you as it does me? Well, here's what I think. I think my Norvell is a good coach who has a lot of maturing to do. And I think we see moments of that, pockets of that all the time. And that's part of it. Ira, you correctly pointed out that, you know, Jimbo on his ascent to winning a national championship here did a lot of things that a lot of us questioned and had to learn some tough lessons. The NC State game being chief amongst them. I, I do think Mike occasionally, it, it gets, occasionally Mike reveals some immaturity. And when we talk about the wide rights, you guys point out all the times that dumb Bobby, decisions yeah. that Bobby Bowden made early right. in his career. Well, that wasn't even that early in Bobby Bowden's right, career. That right. was 15 years into his Florida State career. Yeah, uh, yeah. So coaches, you know, coaches don't get it right all the time. Look at the dude for the Broncos last night. That was incredible. Oh boy, that was an that was atrocity. But, that was something I hold, wasn't look, it? Man, I, it was incredible. I, I think in-game strategy is important. It's not nearly as important as building a roster and building a culture. And I think Mike Norvell has done that pretty well. He still has a, some room to grow when it comes to in-game strategy. I think we all can admit that and agree with that. But he's 40. He's going to hopefully get better at it. Yeah, I was just about to say, he got hired in his 30s here yeah. at a program like Florida State. Not Memphis, here. It's a big deal, and the weight is a little bit heavier than it is at Memphis. And I, I think sometimes he errs in an effort to be very, very aggressive. I think he believes in that approach, but I also think he thinks it sends a message to his team. Well, I think there's a point now that he can dial that back a little and bit. And he here. brought up the other day the flea flicker. He's like, man, if I if I won't if I worried about what could, the flea flicker, flea flicker, if I worried right. about what could go wrong on that, then I'm not calling it. Well, that was a big play, and that's how he is going to coach. And I think there is going to be some downsides to that. Question about. Uh, Anthony Richardson's uh, Heisman cam- campaign being over after that Kentucky game. I don't even yeah. want to think about AR right now and the Florida game. There's so much football to be played. I can't even. We're less than a minute left in the show anyhow. Um, not to just totally dismiss that question, but I, I want us to get away from worrying about the possibility of winning game five, game six, game seven. This is a big one this week. So I sound like now. a coach. I sound like a coach, but I, I really – Florida State's in a good position here, man. Well, and what's also changed now is we can change the focus from schadenfreude and whatever else is going on yeah, everywhere to this else team. to this team and what they have in front of them. For Ira well, and Corey, headlines you shut your mouth, Corey Clark. Time. That's right. Criminal headlines takes it one game at a time. Always uh, have. We do. Always and, will. and now I'll turn your mic off because i got ten seconds. Love you, Corey. Bye-bye. Love you too, Ira. Bye-bye. To all of you, bye-bye. That's it.